0: Chapter Four of the Memoirs of a White Elephant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine G. The Memoirs of a White Elephant by Judith Gautier. Chapter Four Royal Elephant of Siam. Prince Formidable for such was the name of my ancient companion reclining not far from me upon a bed of fragrant branches now told me something of his history and also instructed me as to my duties of a royal elephant i have been here rather more than one hundred years said he i am very old and i am sick in spite of the white monkeys that you see frisking about up there in the rafters they are kept here to preserve us from evil diseases but all those who were here with me in this palace died within a few days of each other, of some ailment which they seemed to take from each other, and I, the oldest of all of them, and the only survivor. For several years I have been alone, the only white elephant, and the greatest anxiety has been felt in court circles on this account. No others could be discovered, notwithstanding the incessant hunts which were made throughout the forests it was thought, that great misfortunes menace the kingdom, and your arrival has caused rejoicings throughout the country.' "'Why is it that they consider us so important?' asked I. "'What is there extraordinary about us? Among elephants they seem rather to despise us.' "'I understand,' said Prince formidable, "'that men, when they die, are transformed into animals, the noblest into elephants, and kings into white elephants.' "'We are therefore ancient kings, though, for my part, I have no recollection of having been either a man or a king.' "'Nor I, either,' said I. "'I don't remember anything at all. But is it then on account of envy that the grey elephants dislike us?' "'No,' said Prince formidable. "'Those of us who have not lived among men are mere brutes, and don't know anything. They think the colour of our skin results from disease and so consider us inferior to themselves, while on the contrary it is a really a sign of royalty. You see what poor ignorant creatures they are. I admired the wisdom and experience of my new friend, who had lived so long and seen so much. I never tired of asking him questions, and he replied with an inexhaustible good nature, to-day I am able to translate in words what he was obliged to tell me in the very limited language of elephants. Over and over he had to begin again and repeat, but he was never impatient, although he was himself so superior, and had long understood the language of men. "'Attention!' said he to me, upon hearing the sound of distant music. "'Here are the Thalapoints, who are coming to give you their benediction.' He tried to make me understand who they were, but although I pretended out of politeness to do so, I had not in reality the least idea of what was meant, except that it was some new honour that was to be conferred upon me. The talapoins had shaven heads, and their ears stood out, and they wore long yellow gowns with big sleeves. On entering they did not prostrate themselves, and I confess this shocked me somewhat, the oldest marched in the centre. He stopped before me, and began talking in a queer voice, very high and unpleasant. Then, without stopping his remarks, he took from the hand of one of his followers a mop with an ivory handle, while another one held a basin of water, in which he dipped the mop, and commenced to sprinkle me in a way that displeased me exceedingly. He squirted the water in my eyes and ears, and as it lasted longer than I thought needful, I seized them up out of his hand, and sousing it well in the water, I shook it over all three of them, giving as good as I had received. They escaped, laughing and wiping their faces with their long sleeves, and I gave a loud scream of triumph, to proclaim my victory and my satisfaction. But Prince Formidable did not approve of my conduct. He thought it lacked dignity. Soon after this they came to take us to the bath. A slave marched in front, striking cymbals in order to make way for us, and others held over our heads magnificent umbrellas. It was in our own park that the beautiful pond was situated, and I was allowed this time to plunge and swim and roll over as long as I wanted. A repast as plentiful as it was delicious ended the day, which had certainly been to me in every way most satisfactory. It continued in this manner, from day to day, with the exception of the telepoints, who never returned. Only one hour in the day was somewhat distressing to me. It was my daily lesson, which I had to take each evening before going to bed. The man who had first sat upon my head remained my principal guardian, my mahout, and he had to teach me, and make me understand the indispensable words of command, such as forward, backward, kneel, rise, right, left, halt, faster, slower, that's right, that's wrong, do it again, that's enough, salute the king. Prince Formidable assisted me by translating these orders to me in elephant speech, so that I soon knew all that was needful. Several years passed in this way very pleasantly, but rather monotonously. Prince Formidable died the second year after my arrival. They gave him a royal funeral, and all the court went into mourning. For a while I was alone. Then other white elephants came in, but the new ones were very ignorant, and seemed sulky and rebellious in their disposition, so that I took but little notice of them. End of chapter 4